Have you got boners before? When I look, when I look at myself, only once. I looked really good. It was my high school prom. Mm-hmm. What were you wearing? I was Talks wearing a, a beautiful rented tux I got from the mall, Stone Ridge Mall in Pleasanton, <laughs> California. <laughs> fucking just thinking about a bunch of like 16, 17 year old kids like fucking spending hundreds of dollars mm-hmm. on a tux to go to some dumbass dance. School's a racket. That's oh, yeah. enough enough said on that. School is a racket. Senior year, you start going, you get like senior photos. And you take like, you basically just wear a jacket over your, I'm like, you have shorts on and you go to like a photo booth and you take your photo and everybody has like the same photo. Tilt your head, you you turn your shoulders to the right and then tilt your head to the left. Fucking dumb as hell. And it's like so special. I'd always try, I'd always try and throw up the deuces and they're like, no. Put down you know the deuce. Me, I, I was always trying to put down the deuce. My well, friend I was always wanted... trying to hold up do, my DVD box set of Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, the trilogy. And they're like, my put f- down the deuce, bro. My friend's fantasy was um, wearing a Nintendo Power Glove in his senior prom or a senior photo. My friend, my friend's family or my friend's fantasy is having a foursome with Rachel, Phoebe, and Monica. While Chandler watches. That's my friend's fantasy. Well, Ross licks you clean at the end. No, he's doing, he's like studying my boner as a paleontologist. He's like, interesting bone structure. Oh, this is a from the crustacean period because I got a crusty boner. That's my fantasy, but I'm watching Joey do that to the three chicks. When that's all and I heard just, when you said when you said my friend's fantasy, all I could picture was fantastical situations with the friends cast. And Joey just is banging away because he's a jock. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Just pumping it. Yeah. Ross is nerding out on all the boners. <laughs> Ross is like, uh, Chandler- if I thrust three more times, I will bust. Uh, Chandler's just doing oxy off everybody's ass playing Fallout could I be any more addicted he got addicted to Fallout 3 which I respect and meth or what else like he's on well he said also we he was all so- got addicted to Fallout 3 don't act like it wasn't a national pandemic when that game came out I loved it it's the best my roommate my, my ex-marine roommate would come home <laughs> And he started playing it and he was not a gamer. And that was the only game. Like I, it got to the point where I was like, bro, I'm trying to get high all day and play my video game. Thanks for serving our country, but fucking get the hell off the couch, bro. Well, it's a fast game. So he was probably done real quick. No, he played for months. Yeah. He did everything. He like, he built all the, everything. Like he did every recipe he did. He got into it. He would get high and I would just watch him and he he was like a fucking Marine. He would meticulously play. He would like you, just pick up every little can in every little room and I go, bro, you don't need that shit. I need all the junk. Yeah. <laughs> get I need all the junk so I can sell it. I need it but all. He, he wasn't a video. He didn't play video games so he didn't like really fully comprehend like you don't need all that shit. So he would, but he played for hours, man. And he was not bad at it. 
if you play Fallout, here's what you do. You get you go for energy weapons, you get the alien ray gun, and you just kill everyone. That's yeah. all the game is. If you want to go like super melee or something and kill people with like a golf club, you're gonna be you're gonna have a hard time. Killing a super mutant with a melee weapon? Come on, that's ridiculous. You that's wanna wild. nuke those you wanna nuke them. Yeah, once you get the big bertha or whatever. What is it? The big the literally the nuke grenade launcher and it just pops a nuke off. So in River's Edge, when that guy killed his girlfriend, do you think he saw her like a VAT system from Fallout? He was and watching he, her health bar go down. <laughs> and he's like, it, went, it free it froze and it went and he clocked in on her neck. And then he's like, 93% chance of fatal wound on the neck. And then he got um he got like a perk point and he was like, hmm. I'm going to invest in um, Nuka Cola drink. Yeah. He in drinking <laughs> Nuka Cola. Fucking God, dude. dude, this movie makes no sense to me. And it's still one of the greatest ones I watched. Yeah. So we're doing this month was supposed to be cool teachers, but quickly I realized there are no cool teacher movies except for one, which we're doing the piano teacher. And that doesn't, that doesn't even take place at like a high school. It's like a, literally a music teacher so you know i just wanted to show cool movies that would be fun to talk about so three o'clock high was fun and then this movie river's edge this is actually an episode we did as a test episode adam and me and adam just was like it was boring this movie's (laughs) stupid (laughs) he just had like but then he had like nothing to say so I was like kind of um it was a pretty bad test episode. Also, I feel like I don't even know if I rewatched the movie for that test episode. So I definitely felt like I was rewatching it for the first time in a while, watching it two nights ago. It's good as a hold up. River's that was Edge. the first time I watched it. 1986. So guess how old I was the first time I watched this movie, Ryan? Probably 22. I was well, you're five like six, years you're like old. 62 years old right now. So you had to have been like, what, in the 80s? You were probably 21. I was five years old. This is a movie I used to watch when I was five. And you, and st- I, you stood there with your hands behind your back, stood in front of the TV, the big old tube TV, and watch it like a pretentious old fucking Asian man. I watched this movie before Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure came out. Which came first? This movie, River's Edge. This was Keanu's blow up. This was Keanu's blow up. And then the movie he, another movie he was in before this that I used to watch on TV was Babes in Toyland. A a TV movie with him and Drew Barrymore, I think. It's like a remake of Babes in Toyland, the musical. It's extremely stupid. But yeah, this movie basically blew up Keanu. He, um, another movie that he was in that was big was um, Parenthood, that Steve Martin movie. Um, he's in that with um, River Phoenix, not River Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, a very young Joaquin. Yeah, River's Phoenix. dead at this point, huh? But basically, no, Rivers was still alive. Um, it was like late eighties. But um, there's another good movie that River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves were in together called My Own Private Idaho, that Ryan would probably really like. My Own Private Idaho. I'm gonna look that up real quick. We could do that. But basically, Keanu in this movie just is instant movie star, totally cool. 
Um, he's the main character, I guess. He, he, uh, yeah, he does. Su- sorry, he does such a good job of being like the straight man, mm-hmm. which is like the best role anybody could get. I think. I don't know why these actors get mad when they get the straight man role because they can't go above and be. They can't do what Christian Slater did and make a character out of it. Well. The thing but is, I with like the an tra- easy paycheck. <laughs> you say you call him the straight man, but really it's the leading man. And the leading man, the lead is man a, is usually the straight man, though. Like the is yeah, the straight normal, man. quote unquote, normal, not a character, talks normally, and the supporting character is the character. Then they go forth and they're cast yeah. with the character actor. And in this movie, they have a great character actor, Crispin Glover, as Elaine. Oh, what did I say, Kristen Slater? <laughs> Yeah, I thought you were talking about True Romance or something. No, no, no. Um, I was thinking Chris Ben Glover. No, I literally was like, just getting. I was, but the I was leading, wrong. The leading man's upset they don't have the career of a Christian Slater. Who is Christian Slater? He's in AC Slater. True, True Romance. He's in Heather's. Have you seen Heather's? That's another '80s high school movie. Oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, River's Edge. You got. It's about a group of teens who. They're kind of they're like working class. They're in the heavy metal. They're all they feel real and authentic. And one of their friends murders his girlfriend, who they all know and they're friends with. And then like just for no reason. For no real she reason. And then shit. she was talking shit. <laughs> and then they look at the dead body because they don't believe him. And then they're like, they're so lost they don't even know to call the cops they don't even know how to call the cops they don't even know no, how to they talk had no to a emotion dog. man they had no emotion they didn't care it didn't affect them that's not i don't think so i think it affected them i think they just don't know how to react because they all seem i mean it really is fucking with them and it's really yeah. gnawing away at them and ultimately keanu reeves that first night does call the police tell shows them the body tells them who did it and everything. But like there's that scene where there's two girls, they go up to the, they, they're going to call the cops on a pay phone and they don't even oh, know what to yes. say. That's when I was like, Oh, this is a comedy. They, they didn't don't know, know what the number was for the police. Nine one one. They didn't know like if they would get in trouble. It was it's like, you're getting in this trouble if joke. you don't tell anyone. This was a joke, right? Because she goes, let's just call the police. And they go, how the heck am I supposed to know the number for the police? Literally, that's a quote from the movie. She's like, how the heck am I supposed to number know the number? For, and she goes, I don't know. Call the operator. <laughs> like, what's the number for 911? That's the joke. That Was that, are they supposed to be just dumbass stoners? They are. They're like the dumbass stoners in the high school. But those, the girl, but also the girl who doesn't know the number played by Ioni sky that, you know, the song season of the witch Mm-mm. must be the season of the witch. You know who Donovan no, is singing Ryan, from the beginning. Ryan, do you know who Donovan is? No, he's is a singer a from the sixties. That's his daughter. Okay. There's some famous kids in this movie. Um, a lot Chris, of famous kids. What's her name? Her character's name? Cassandra. Cassandra. 
Yes. And um, she's not really a stoner. But anyway, um, they all what are you talking about? She's she. She's She's like, let's get high. She's like, let's get high before school. Oh, shit. I got to get to school because I'm attracted to this teacher, which had no point in the fucking movie. That teacher had no like he was just supposed to be one adult that's passionate about things. I'll get to the teacher. The teacher is I have issues with. So this movie is completely pointless. This movie's inspired by a true story. Very loosely. I looked that up very, very loosely. loosely. Now, the thing that makes that's really interesting about the true story versus the movie is that one is in the true story. They're a lot younger. The killer was 16. The girl was 14. Now, when you start thinking about like 15 year olds, 16, one of them is 16 can drive. Maybe some of them are 14. When you start thinking about them being that kind of age group. Yeah. The confusion and the um yeah that the, makes sense the lack of activity it starts to become more interesting and more um yeah There's more eight, believable they're like eighteen they're like seniors like well, in this movie right I I looked up the the actors ages and Keanu Reeves and Crispin Glover are like twenty twenty one maybe even twenty two like they're adults okay and they look like seniors and they act like seniors and they were their characters supposed to be seniors. It's not ever said. There's no right? yeah. there's no detail about the ages. So basically they're getting you need good actors, so you're gonna get older people. And you're gonna cast Keanu Reeves and Crispin Glover, like obviously. Just from looks right out the gate. Well, also like if you're trying to make an interesting movie, right? You're gonna cast yeah. them. You're not gonna cast um Who's like like Ralph Macchio or like some like straight <laughs> yeah, who was popping off at the time? Yeah, like some cool f- fucking Matthew Broderick brat pack. <laughs> it's like they're going for the anti brat pack kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anti John Hughes and the mullet, fucking Crispin with his goddamn mullet and it's looking like every goddamn hipster today. They listen to metal. He drives that weird like souped up bug. <laughs> So that's that's an interesting change they made that I think changes the the movie or like changes the like original story by making them older. And the other yeah. thing is in the in the, the original one, the, the killer was black, which I think you is very this movie. This movie would have been so different because now you're adding like race into the mix, and it's like, are they trying to not have John go to jail because like they think that it's, it's I don't know, like it it would be a completely different movie if Samson was black yeah so it's just that that story was a jumping off point this movie yeah. is its own thing and this is much more of a movie um the screenwriter also, was like the movie would be completely different if there was one brown person in this movie <laughs> one black or brown person there's not everybody else is white. white it's a hundred percent all white people and the one percent white people unless and the one black killer and the one killer was black That'd and be then the fun. only the one that murdered because she was talking shit was black. <laughs> yeah, that would not have been a good look. But, but this would have been a different movie if it was a black movie too. Like if if it was black teens in in the same script, but all black teens. I don't know. I feel like they would have helped hide the body a lot more. Let's talk about race relations. Uh, what if they were all Jews? Well, then this movie would have made a lot more money. 
You got Adam Sandler. You got... What are you talking about? They probably are all Jews. Adam Sandler at the time could have been in this. He was on like remote control and stuff doing stand-up. He could have been... Ooh, I killed it. Remote control? Was, you're thinking of click. She was talking shit. Ooh. She was all... a And I was all... I'm like, why are you making me do this? What would be a fucking... And he also plays the girlfriend with a wig. It's a real Jack and Jill situation. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. That be all the characters. He's in blackface as the killer. <laughs> Can we just get a movie where Adam Sandler's in blackface? I would see that movie. If Adam Sandler took over the Medea franchise... For Netflix... Medea goes back to school with Billy Madison. What about Black and Jill? And he's Black and Jill Shill, and it's like Black him and, and Jill. Med- it's him and Medea. It's it's Jill and Medea. Uh, it could work. Now this way, anyway, if, if Adam Sandler was in it, it would just be uncut gems. But anyway, um, <clears throat> yeah, this movie kicks ass. Very good. Like every scene, okay. Tim, Tim's a girl, right? Oh yeah, we need to talk about him, Josh Miller. So speaking of uh, children of famous actors, his father is in The Exorcist. His father is not a woman. His father is a priest. Josh Miller, who is like thirteen in this movie, he's in this movie. He's in Class of nineteen ninety nine. Plays a similar similar role. He's also in Near Dark plays a similar role he's a child actor he's just gay he's just a young gay he, he's out of the closet he's an adult so, now he's married yeah. he um he he writes a he's tv a show bunch of he, national lampoon shit he created a tv show honest. i forget what it's called no you're thinking that, that's a different josh miller you're thinking the josh no. miller that wrote sonic the hedgehog okay that's josh miller this is joshua john Edge? joshua john miller yeah, so oh there we go. He Joshua, was at, that's not that's a dumb way to spell it. His brother is Jason Patrick, star of The Lost Boys. Why do they have different names? So his brother, it's like that Charlie Sheen well, Emilio Estevez. Charlie so his brother Jason Patrick is also in your friends and neighbors. He's the cool guy. Um that's how I refer to that character. Okay, I truly thought it was a woman or like a girl at the beginning of this movie. I thought Joshua Miller was a girl and I thought it was just like a very nonchalant way to go about. I truly thought that there was a little girl playing the boy. Was a, and I thought it was, was just a create, I thought it was a creative choice for that that like had no reason. Not like a political statement or nothing, but I thought it was just like a kind of a cool creative choice to have like a young girl and just be like, that's my brother, Tim. That's Keanu Reeves' little brother, Tim. He's like a little psychopath. He weirdo, like it's literally, fun. it's weird, like a psychopath. Like, hang, watch the movie starts with him seeing um, John. Well, first, he Tom throws Samson. a doll. He throws a, a little doll off a bridge. His, which we find out is his sister's doll. Yeah, that she's looking for the whole fucking movie. Okay, another question. While we're on the hold on, hold on, we got to talk about Tim. Menace to his, you know, one more thing. One more thing about Tim. Originally, that role was was played by Corey Haim, 
and he was actually there you go yeah. on set but he got pneumonia got fought and so he had to leave the film and then i guess joshua john miller was the bro that would have uh, been an all-star cast if if they were Cor- if he wouldn't have gotten pneumonia luckily Corey Haim got a good career anyway and it all worked out for him just didn't yeah, like, he, destroy him he's all in the up and up well i mean he did as well as he could he was in license to drive and shit you know he did as well as a continuously molested child actor could grow up to become. He got pneumonia, quotation marks. He got an STD, huh? Well, the rumor is that um, Charlie Sheen raped him on the set of Lucas. Yeah. And rumor? Isn't that not? Isn't that just true? That's what Corey Feldman said. Yeah, and I'm sure they just had sex. I'm sure it's rape. It is rape. Well, Charlie kid. Sheen was like an adult, so therefore it's non-consensual. Men, 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 men. Ch- you just hear down. You just hear down the hall, like when you're in your dressing room. You're you're little Joshua Miller or whatever Corey Feldman, Corey Hames, and you just down the hall. You just hear men, 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 men. Isn't that the theme to that fucking show Sheen was in? Men, men behaving badly. Two men and a baby, or whatever that show is called. Two men and a baby. No, what is that? Mo- you know what I'm talking about, Charlie. Men behaving bad. Not men behaving no, badly. No, uh, it's it's men and two men and a baby. Some shit like that. Two and a half men. Two and a half men. Yes, that's basically two men and a baby. So anyway, uh, yeah, men. Tim. Joshua John Miller, he's like a little theater actor. His parent, his dad is a famous Broadway star. His brother's what? a big actor. What? What? This actor's family is in the entertainment business. This child star. What? Every so yeah, like I said, son. Donovan's daughter's in the movie. Um, Crispin Glover's dad is famous, or not famous, but he's an actor. Bruce Glover. He's in um, he's in one of the James Bond movies from the seventies. I think maybe Diamonds Are Forever. He's like a very Keanu. Keanu's parents were both fucking heroin addicts. Remember Youngblood? Keanu was in that, had like two lines. Never seen it. We watched it on the 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 hockey movie, you fucking idiot. Oh yeah. He played the goalie or whatever. He's a French Canadian goalie. Yeah. Yeah, he's a lot better in this movie. He played hockey, right? Keanu almost went pro in hockey and then he tore his ACL and then he got into acting. Literally. Right. Am I wrong, or is this Keanu's best performance? You're wrong. Um, but this is um, probably this is the- probably the best casting. I wouldn't say performance, but people like this because he just plays level. He doesn't try and go too stonery. He doesn't try and go, you know, Bill and Ted with it. <clears throat> um. I wouldn't say it's his best acting. What would you say is? That's what I'm trying to think now. Because The Matrix gotta, is a better we movie. Talk, well, but we got to talk before but is he, he became big number one. Like I'm the chosen one to save the world. Before he became big blockbuster action guy. What was before? This that? is what my favorite. Age? Yes, I would say. I would say watching Point this. I'm break. like, oh, uh, watching this. I was Dracula. Like, oh, yeah, I see why he's a major Johnny celebrity. Mnemonic. I mean, come on, what are you talking about? Johnny this Mnemonic is, was good. This is better than Johnny. He's better Absolutely. in this. Yeah, I agree. It, 
This is his best performance. Constantine's dope, though. He plays a really good John Constantine. John Constantine. It's not even British. I know, but that movie's not the real John Constantine. They can't all be butcher from the boys. Fucking cunts. I still haven't watched it. My brother's into it. The boys? Yeah. Oh, you got to watch it. You coward. Trying to think of anyone. Oh, of course, we haven't mentioned the other great actor in this movie, Dennis Hopper. As the biker, Feck, the guy with the gun, the weed dealer. Dude, this is what I'm saying. If Corey Haim was in it, this would have been a star-studded, award-winning fucking cast before they all were award-winning. I think Joshua John Miller is better than Corey Haim. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But like, it would have been a better, in hindsight, poster. This movie did really well, considering you know what it was and what it was about. They said um, it was the very like depressing movie of the year. It was very depressing. It freaked everyone out. But the '80s was a time of moral panic. Critics were, you know, they would judge a movie morally in a way they don't do so much now. Yeah. They they advert. I was looking at old adverts for this movie, and they were advertising it as um, the most controversial movie of the year. That's like their that was like their quote. It's on the, the video box. It helped, right? I saw this on video. So like, Dennis Hopper is awesome in this movie. He plays an old like biker, not a hippie, a biker, and he basically like lives in this little tiny house. Although, honestly, it's not that tiny, but it is pretty fucked up with like motorcycle parts everywhere. You want to talk about a Fallout style room? He's basically like a raider. Well, yeah, right. He's up like the a gate, Fallout. Just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He has, his, he has his blow up doll, his gun, and then he has a like a giant bag of the worst fake weed I've ever seen in a movie ever. It's basically. Dude, it's Moss tra- from a fucking train set. Train set. Yes, it's Moss from a train set. It's bright green. The kid, like Josh Miller and his little buddy with the nunchucks, who's a cool character, they like steal the weed after they um they knock dude, out kid, Dennis Hopper. That kid has stole the show for me. That dude, he doesn't have a single goddamn line in the whole movie. This kid with the nunchucks, he is ride or die for Tim from the get go. They the steal a car. Keanu, Keanu grabs that BB because they're shooting crawfish in a barrel with their BB gun on the porch you remember that scene yes and and kiana like takes the gun and the second kiana grabs the gun that little homie immediately poses up with his nunchucks like he's about to fucking fight kiana dude that kid is a ride or die that's what true friendship is like he's gonna get his ass kicked by kiana if he even tried to swing those chucks yeah and think about how ridiculous what you just said is but the movie makes it look real (laughs) that's the best thing about the movie is that it looks real it doesn't look yeah. like a movie it doesn't have i know that kid i know that little shithead kid like i grew up with a kid where he was just rider ready to fucking swing chucks you know what these like in 80s it's like a movie about kids who watch 80s movies about kids you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't feel like monster squad where they're precocious and they have nunchucks and they're it's like no he's a white trash little fucker and he has a pair of nunchucks and tim Wearing his like sweatpants and his Jesus like Christ, dude. his what the jean fuck jacket, was that outfit, <laughs> his jean jacket and his skunk leather hair. jacket sweatpants. We have a song, my band, the Friendships, Seth and I, called Leather Jacket Sweatpants, 
and literally you can listen to it on Spotify. It's literally the song is about somebody wearing a leather jacket while also wearing it's like a hard rock and roll song. A dude, we just thought it was so funny that somebody would just walk in to a fucking convenience store wearing this badass from waist up, just this badass biker leather jacket, vest, denim jacket over the leather, and then just fucking sweatpants. Well, he wants down. a little. He wants That's a little. What the kid was wearing though. We wrote. I didn't even know this was an actual character. He wants a little looseness. Um, fucking sweatpants oh, yeah. had a heyday in the eighties. The clothes in this movie are amazing. Fashion wise, this is incredible. It's it's, it's it's hard to say. Like it, as far as eighties movies go, this movie might hold up the best fashion wise. It's up there because they're not wearing. It definitely inspired a, a whole hipster culture for sure. Oh my god, Glover, Chris Ben Glover for sure. And the tie dye and what it takes place in seventy two hours or some shit. The yeah. whole movie is like three days. This so is how people dress now. Yeah, exactly. This is how. So Mike Weeby, you are you. We've had him as a guest, right? Mike Weeby has always. He told me, and I think he does jokes about it on stage, where he's like, he always got Crispin Glover. People always say, "You look like Crispin Glover." You da da da. And I always was thinking Back to the Future. Watching this movie, I go, that is a hundred percent. I go, you obviously were inspired by this movie, Mike. And he goes, <laughs> he's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm the sure way, if we the had... way Crispin Glover acts, the way all of this, that's freaking Mike Weeby, dude. If Mike was on this episode, I mean, he would be like, Yeah, I've seen this movie like a thousand times. Yeah. He's like, Yeah, that's what I based my entire personality off of. I've seen this movie. In the 80s, this was a big movie, and you know, it was about teenagers, so teen so teenagers and kids watched it. Yeah. And just some dead we- old cold titties right out the gate, though. We love the fashion. We love the metal shirts. We love good, good fake body too. rigor mortis and everything. That body was like they were moving it around. Oh, yeah. and it we got to like talk stiff. about. So when I, I did improv, this guy Brian Koppelman or Koppelman, he would tell me like, "Have you ever seen River's Edge?" Or I would talk about River's Edge a lot, and he would be like, "Oh my god, that movie." It's like I used to work with the girl who was the dead body in that movie, and she was the oh. biggest bitch I've ever known in my entire life. And he said he worked with her he on music videos. <laughs> he worked with her on music videos, and she was just a, a cunt on wheels. And he said he wow. never wanted to watch that movie because he never wanted to see her naked. He hated her so much. That's weird. Usually I want to see people naked that I hate. Gives you some power. She's a pretty good, she's a good corpse. I noticed a little eye twitching. <laughs> I her did. There's eyes. one scene where there's one scene, but it's like, that's so hard to play dead, man. It's so hard. Because she's laying in cold grass the, in the direct, at 6 a.m. naked at 6 a.m. Yeah. The director's probably, this is probably like the 15th take. Like, it's so hard to play a dead body. And you got tons do a of makeup, up, tons of blue makeup, gray, white makeup, whatever, pale. And you got to sit there and lay there while there's like 15 fucking pervert key grips that smell like shit probably because they haven't showered in a week and they've been working 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. They're farting, smoking cigarettes. (laughs) Just looking at her tater tots. One day I'm going to be a DP. Like me fucking shut up. Just be. (laughs) They roll her down a hill. It's like you're yep. a fucking key grip, bro. You're not like chefs. Why are chefs think they're so cool and edgy? It's like you're fucking 
you're cool. You're making food. I appreciate that. But you don't need arm tats and you don't need to be so fucking have such a disagreeable attitude. Bitch. Wow, someone's insecure. I don't know how to cook, man. Some whiny little comedian guy is sure is upset with a cook for having tattoos. Chefs. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of this cool shit. Ever since the bear came out, everybody's chefs double down on coolness. Get out of town. And yeah, they throw her a goddamn vegan steak. They dump her in the river when it's cold. She has to go through a lot of shit. That's um, not act. Is that actually her? Yeah, they dump her ass in the in the water. At that point, that's a dummy, dude. Oh, no, it's not. There's no dummy. Yes, it in this. is. No, it's yes, not. Yes, there is. There's no way she kept her back that straight when they pull her out of the river. Could you be see, a stunt person. The, Could be a stunt person. The, no, it's a it's a fucking dummy. When you pull when they when the cops found their body in the river and they pull her out, there's one specific scene. It's for like five seconds, and you they see her. They lift her up like waist high, and it's just a board. Her whole from neck to neck to batch. It's rigor mortis, and it's such a good dummy. Because in movies, they always have the body flopping around like it's dead weight. And I'm like, no, if it's been 24 hours, that shit is stiff. No, she's like flexing. No, dude. It's you a see dummy. tension in her neck and you see her veins popping. It's a dummy or she has the greatest posture. Well, I don't remember, but it looked real to me. Although I was on edibles watching this movie. high. That's what I'm saying. It looks it's like a good dummy. It's probably when the you're best high. This seen. movie works. And then, um, there's an, another Speaking great bit of cast. This cast is great. This is the thing about the movie is that so good. The screenplay is pretty good. It's good. There's a couple of moments I don't like that are a little like preachy with the teacher and shit. But the casting in this movie is just on the money. And what I'm and this is the thing. This is a hangout movie. I know that seems crazy because it's like about like a dead girl. No, they're it's just all, hanging about. And it's I dark and depressing. Saying. But the reason why people like this movie is because it's a hangout movie and you're like, it's like you can imagine what you and your friend circle would have done. And that makes it very relatable. No, I mean, it, well, we would have called the cops. This is like this is why it's not relatable. We've had dead bodies in our we've had kids in our high school run into dead bodies twice. And uh, every single time, immediately the cops. No, there's no hesitation. What about some of the other kids in your school? That's what I'm saying. Like you can think, it makes you think about your life, what you were that going was through. Was the other the time. kids? It wasn't me. If I saw the dead body, I'd probably if I saw it and I I'd look around and I was like, I'd touch it and I'd be like, if it's well, just the me other, that, here's, if it's just me and that hot ass naked dead body, you know I'm gonna get one last poke in. <laughs> you know I'm. You know that or that body ain't gonna be the only thing with rigor mortis. You know what I'm saying? If it was me and my friends, that my body, body would be... I'm saying my penis is going to have rigor mortis. If it was me and my friends, that body would just be filled with cum in every hole. And we're like, yeah, we found it. No, you know what I would do is we can like hot... that shit. <laughs> There's just hot steaming cum coming out of every hole of her body. There's just steaming while the cops are looking <laughs> at it. They're like, <laughs> Keanu brings them. Keanu brings them to the body and it's just steaming out of every orifice. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and Keanu's, I don't know, bro. I don't know. There's hot steaming coming it when I got here. There's like a crowd of like a hundred dudes and she's just glazed like a donut. They're like, yeah, so we called right away. Yeah. So but um, um you know, me and my friends, we fucked. That's what I'm the saying. Cop, the, <laughs> no, the cop the cops walk up and they go, Oh man, somebody already fucked this corpse. 
They're like pissed about that. Like, Let's move it out, boys. Clean her up. Clean her up. <laughs> Clean her up and send her home. I also one thing that's really disturbing about this movie is you never. Where's her parents? Where's her? Where's anybody? Where are okay? Where is that's, anybody about her? Like that's yes. the biggest question. She didn't show up to class. She didn't show up. Did that? Who cares about her? Where's her family? She can't just call up and be like, "Hey, where's my?" So, like, here's the thing. They do kind of handle that. Um, I guess. Well, the thing is, Kiana reports are missing. So we never see her parents. Her parents don't report her missing. Keanu, they do it's say like, something though. What do they say? Because they're like, oh, she's probably on. She's probably just doing what. Like this has happened boyfriend. before. No, because John comes in. That's when he walks up, and he's. Like, I was I so high her. watching this movie that like there were moments I was like laying my. I was just like closing my eyes. Yeah, yeah. And then I fell asleep. It for, is like, a three hours. I fell asleep for like three hours, <laughs> and then I woke up and finished the movie. So there's like a middle. There's like no, a, this a, is like a, this is at the beginning, but they say something. They say yeah. something where it's like they very quickly establish that oh, she apparently sometimes just goes missing for two days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like her, I mean, her parents. Like, did she no say one's her calling. Dad was out of town or something. Uh, they said something about it. Whatever. Okay, but anyway, Keanu tells t- calls the cops like the first day. So <laughs> there's also one bit of casting in this movie that's amazing that I never got to. There's more. The cast is so great. The hangout is so great well, because. Now? Dude, the Best cashier, Taylor Negron as the cashier, one of the great character actors. You may remember him as the stepdad in Biodome. Taylor what? Say his last name again, slower. Taylor Negron. Say N-E- slower. Negro. And really stretch out that first part. Negro with an N on the end. He's in The Last Boy Scout. He's one of our great gay stand-up comedians, Ryan. He's dead, though. He died of... HIV, I think, or something <laughs> like some horrible Sounds disease. Like well, so I tried typing it in and I spelled his name wrong. Uh, and the first thing that popped up was ingrown toenails. Taylor Negron. Oh my God, this dude is, he was the cashier. Yes. He, he died so of cancer. Good. He didn't die of AIDS. I'm yeah, sorry. He, I, said I remember that. that. He is so fucking good. And he goes, man, you can't just, in everything he does, he's such a good cameo character well they're constantly actor. buying booze off of him they're just like constantly drinking beer bars closed yeah it's, i can't i'm not gonna you. sell you beer it's five past two i can't serve you beer he's the only one that stands up to john the entire movie until homie shoots him fact shows us yeah john has a lot of um he's a we giant, need to talk about though. john People still don't fuck with samson taylor negron's awesome i love him and everything he's in so good i forgot he's dead that sucks he used to have crazy big hair, mullet. God, that dude was unique looking. He looked like um, he could be one of the brothers in Everybody Loves Raymond. He's the Fast Times at Ridgemont High pizza guy. Yeah. He's Last everything. Boy Scout's He's awesome. He's in like everything. He was like the 90s character cameo guy, right? Like he was always the cashier. He was always... Come oh, yeah, in, he's say in the- some funny ass line, and then not be in the rest. I don't know, guys, or some shit like that. I wonder if his stand up was good. No, none of anybody's stand up was good back then. 
nobody's but it was very clever good. very funny Man, i'm burning all my bridges i told you i got drunk last night at work and i was hurting people's feelings they were oh, all sounds talking like shit a, sounds like a judd so apatow movie check out that yeah fucking four hour long is what it felt like uh they were there's like five people at the bar talking shit about this one comic just like talking shit um who and um i don't even a know. local a, a local comic local yeah this is all local in-house and they were literally talking shit and randomly that person they were talking shit showed up to the bar like oh their in friend the middle <laughs> exactly and so he <laughs> walks in, in got, their friend group but check this out tell me if i'm this wrong <laughs> Yeah, they were talking shit. No, he's not in the friend group. He's just like, because the bar is all comic. So we get from open. Well, he's close enough to, to the friend to group to go to the bar that you he's guys in our community. Yeah, he's yeah. every every other day. And so they're like talking Fuck shit that about stand up and stuff. They're just talking shit. It was like, what a weirdo. He's fine. But he he walked in it like, you know, and then they all kind of stopped. Talk, obviously stopped talking shit. And I go, holy shit, dude. We were just talking shit about you, man. And everyone got everyone got so uncomfortable yes. and i was like everyone yes, got so Ryan. uncomfortable and i go and i go i mean that like we were literally just talking about you man and he's like what and i was like i'm fucking with you what do you want and That's but i was so... like you guys can't you and they Those were like are... ryan why'd you do that and i go because i don't want that fucking growing awesome. tumor in my brain if i awesome. like fucking just nut up i guys. would do the same thing that's how the night started though and then everyone and then i was just like that was not a mean thing to do. I thought I was being nice. Also, don't talk no, shit. In- <laughs> Doing that, Ryan, is exactly what you should do in any social situation. I'm burning bridges, bro. But it's, it. they don't understand. They're like, why did you do that? It's like, you just can't roll with it. That's why it's funny. That's well, the funniest thing to say. I mean, it's also honest. Like, if I walked into a room, you can tell when people are talking about you and you walk into a room. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, and also who cares? Tell. Who talks shit? Comedians. That's all they do. I bet there's four people talking shit about me right now that are going to say I love you and hug me the second I see them and then suck my butt. And I love yeah, them too. You guys have too much free time. <clears throat> I know. You work 20 minutes a day. <laughs> it, like on a long if you're, day. And then you're like... No, fuck you. I worked a triple or... I. Uh, I didn't. When I you do stand up, though, shit. you know what I mean. You're only you're only doing a little bit of stand up, so you're just you have way too much time when you're not these, doing stand up. Yeah, but these people will be the same whether they were fucking hedge fund people or stand ups. It's a personality type that just happens to go to stand up, and I'm one of them. And well, we you have just a lot all, of free time. We're all thick. We're all just. And here's the personality type of pretty much. And I'm just speaking for male comedians, cis white male comedians. Uh, we're we're all just stereotypically thick dicked juicy assed you know mentally damaged people that's true except for me i'm mentally fine and i got a skinny dick and no ass look you gotta um yeah, you gotta fuck me, with your me. friends you gotta just, I gotta you just gotta fuck with them okay don't <laughs> let them don't let them get away with anything william do you have friends it's a small it's a an exclusive club <laughs> you don't have friends bro it's an exclusive club of friends give me some advice about how to handle friendship just say the most uncomfortable thing at any moment just yeah. bring it up you just bully adam that's like your relationship with adam's your best friend and you're adam's best friend right no now that he's not here let's get to the real juice 
He says that, but I say no. I always tell him. I've never heard either of you say that, but (laughs) does he actually say best friends? I don't know. Who knows what Adam thinks? Adam is, here's what I've come to realize about Adam. We can't not talk about him. He's, um, he is who he is and there's no, he'll, he will never change in any way whatsoever. And will any, but does anyone, it's like, does anyone really change? No. So it's just like. Yeah, the difference is, I was getting into it last night, literally about this. We'll get back to the movie here too, but uh, um, I we're getting to the age, me and my comedian friends, where some of them are in their 40s now and they still act like, like they're in their 20s, like emotionally. And uh, they're clearly, there's a moment in time where they just stopped gr- aging or growing. They just became a person. And I was mm-hmm. like, I did the same thing. It just happened when I was 16. I figured out who I was and I've just been talking and acting the same way. And I was an old soul, you know, just a wise, beautiful soul, soul. just (laughs) wise and beautiful at the age of, at the ripe age of 16. You know, that's what you think about when you think about me. You acted like like an 18 year old. I was wise and old. Yeah. And I was about two years older than, you know, well now you're, you're in your thirties and you're acting like you're 18. Exactly. Wise and old. Yeah. Right. You know what? I hate to break it to you, but you know what causes that frozen, like adolescence? Molestation. Molestation, drinking and smoking weed every day. I didn't do <laughs> that until I didn't do that till my mid 20s. Now nah, that ain't right. true. All right. Like all it. right. Doesn't help. But it doesn't hurt. <laughs> you know, what do you do? I Can smoke weed every detention? day. And fall asleep during River's Edge for the 10th time watching it? What? You bitch. T- <laughs> I was just like, you know, I just needed to really get into the movie. So I took a, a weed edible and then fell asleep. Those fuck me up. That's I think so. So, okay. We want let you, me, and Adam, <clears throat> we see a dead. We've walk over. Well, Adam's definitely John. Adam's definitely the one that accidentally murdered somebody. Uh, no, it could, be any one of, be, it could be any one of us. It would be a totally different situation. But would we, would you like right out the gate? I think I would be like, I need a fucking drink. If I saw a dead body like that, I think immediately I'd be like, I need a smoke. I need a fucking drink. Let's go to the bar and call the cot. Let's, I need, some, this is wild. I need a drink. Yo, I need a, I need a drink. I'm in high so school. What do so what? Yeah. What do sober people do? I mean, the homie killed him and walked over to the gas station and tried to get a tall boy, a single, single, not even a tall boy, just a single can of beer. <laughs> yes, and then um, and the then kid Tim stole two tall boys. Tim seals it and like weasels up to him. He's like, "This guy's cool. He's, I'm I'm killing saw, little dolls, and he's killing real women. That's awesome. He's also killing little dolls. Yeah, I can use this to my advantage." He's like the Tyrion. He's like the dwarf. He's like the the Game of Thrones, little mischievous, no, no, just puppet master. Little. Or he's trying to be like little thing. No, he's like little finger. Tyr- yes, he's, he's trying more like to like than, than use Tyrion. it at for his own power. But like he re- doesn't realize he's that little, like he's a little guy trying to get out of the little finger islands. I love that pathetic scene where he shows up to um he sees them all in the the fast food restaurant parking lot. With that other dude who's just like a normal guy. But like he tries oh, to suck yeah. up. Fucking forget about that guy. He tries to <laughs> suck up to John. John's the killer, the big brute. 
It was great. That guy's hey, no, why do they stuff. call him? Why do they call him John? I forget. His name is his name is Samson Toilet or something. And they go to, he go he's taught, this is Keanu describing why they call him John because John's not his name. It's a nickname to the cops when he when he's confessing that they saw the body, whatever. And he goes, his name's Samson Toilet 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 oh, yeah, John. John. But he says it like you fucking idiot. Like the cop, he's like, you don't get Come it. Toile, toile. It's clearly an inside joke between them. But he's like such a dumb stoner kid. He's like annoyed with adults. The cop is just like, what the fuck John? is wrong with you people? Like, why don't you call him shitter or something? Like, he's the Samson. John man. Yeah, what the Samson, John? Samson toilet, toilet, John. You fucking idiot. <laughs> this is a very clever screenplay. There's very a lot much, of little, yeah, little bits like that. That's why I it's don't a get little the teacher. Too- it's like a little too clever. We got it. And that's I, where the te- that's what happens with the teachers. Like the teacher is completely pointless. Well, he's not pointless, but it's like this. What, what's they, the point then? There, so there's a contrast in this movie with the teacher and also Dennis Hopper, where that's the older generation. And yeah, well, this teacher cares. He's the only adult that or he's the only one that shows like passion about something. We should be rioting. We should be in the streets. Because he's talking about like a, are, a hit. Yes, a hippie thing of like, or just a yeah. counterculture thing of like, we're going to, you protest. Yeah. I went to college during, you know, the late 60s. And there was a lot of that shit in the 80s about like, what happened to, like, why did the hippie thing just stop? You know, because it was, it was so much passion. It was like this, it seemed like this cultural huge upheaval. But honestly, the thing is, I mean, it's an illusion. It's not like everybody was a hippie who was it's just young. A style, yeah. It was just a thing, and then they, it was like it was in all the magazines and all the popular music. So where did it go? It's like, well, it's just a well, fucking it was a, a simpler time too. There was jock. There was like you could easily categorize people. Like there was categories because society wasn't was way more closed minded. There's literally you know whites only, colors only. Imagine a teacher. <laughs> like, he's like, it was the most seg segmented seg- time. What am I saying? Segregated segregated what if the teacher was like you had to do it was so fucking boring the teacher's like you guys we had fidget spinners you guys don't even have that you're fidgeting you're on your phone back in my day we had fidget spinners. it's like that thing was a fucking stupid do you even know what this is do you guys even know what this is i was part of the vine generation okay we did all your tiktok stuff before you we had no filters we had no editing we had six seconds six seconds we had six seconds can you process we were great you know what you know what let's sit for in silence for six seconds just so you can see how long six seconds actually is and then instagram i had a holocaust lit teacher who was this who was this guy we and had was, a revolution. Yeah, so he's a boomer. Literally, I had a Holocaust lit teacher who's probably the age I am now, 30-something at the time. And it was the a, an experimental class. And it only lasted about two or three years. Um, and, and it was insane. It was a class specifically about the Holocaust in history. Literature about the Holocaust, Holocaust lit. And this dude came in and he got passionate. He yelled like that. He cried after every fucking class. He would sit down at his desk when the bell would ring. And he would sit down and he'd just start kind of like weeping and we all just would funnel out. And I'm like, God, and he was a hunk. He had a cool beard. He had wavy hair. He wore cardigans. 
uh, years after I graduated, he showed up at one of my comedy shows and he's like, yeah, I quit teaching. I'm like a waiter at a thing. <laughs> I was like, God damn. <laughs> you were crying about the Holocaust days ago, years ago. Uh, Oklahoma, baby. Or no, Nebraska. That's Nebraska. You have gangs I went to a new, Nebraska. I went to a, yes, Crips are in or Bloods and Crips is like the Omaha, Nebraska is like a huge, it's the meth capital. Like it's just on the edge of Iowa. So it's like big meth shit. So you got your Walter Whites living in Nebraska. You got your street gangs. Don't you have those good factory jobs? North Omaha was like Crips or Bloods, whatever. Don't you have those good factory jobs for all the young people? It's all Dell and shit. Don't you have good auto plants for people to no. work at in nebraska and iowa no you detasel corn in the summer and then you fucking get a te- bank teller job that's a great you life a gas station you, you tassel get a gas station corn job and it's fucking in the summer corn. you can't tassel corn are you detassel it <laughs> this guy says tassel corn what do you do when you detail? What are you a big San? What are you a San Francisco boy? What are you a Bay boy? Tell me what Soy you do boy. with corn. This is fascinating. Stick it up your goddamn rump. As far as I'm concerned, you ever been in a cornfield? There's big ass spider webs. It's scary. No. And the corn leaves slice and dice. You have to yeah. wear long sleeves in the summer. I don't like. In movies, when people run through corn, I don't like corn. That's, that's fake news, dude. That's fake. You can't just take off and run through a cornfield. You can't just do that because you're running through literally giant spider webs with spider corn, like field spiders that are just giant. Every other corn thing, you're going to run through a giant thing and the things are just going to, it's just a million paper cuts at once. If you get like organic corn, fake. you get organic corn, there's bugs in it guaranteed. There's like always worms and shit. No, that's why you don't get fucking non-pesticide corn. Farmer's market corn. GMO is fine. Corn, big corn is great. Big corn, go big red. Corn huskers, baby. Go big red. You have like blue collar guys like this movie, like dudes who work in like take shop class, wear leather jackets, smoke cigarettes, drink beer. I was the leather jacket. I was hanging. That was the skater dudes. John shows up to high school and is just chugging a beer. Yeah. No, we That's did that awesome. in middle school. My buddy, because I was freaking 14, 15, hanging out with an 18-year-old who probably was, killed people. Sean Hansen. Love you, dude, if you're listening. Uh, I truly, one of the craziest people I've ever met and the best skateboarders I've ever met. He would pull up to middle school. Have I said this before? He'd pick Drinking me and beer. my buddy. He'd be, pick me and my buddy Nathan up, pull up in his truck. He would drive up the curb. Every other day he picked us up. He would drive up the curb onto the grass. People would have to like jump out of the way. It was like a movie, dude. And he had a con- giant Confederate flag waving in the pickup <laughs> in the back of his pickup truck. I'm not even fucking joking. I almost want to call Nathan just so I can get a, a witness. He would pull up and he would go, get in you. And he'd just call us F-bombs. He was, get in you queers. And he'd, he'd be chugging fucking wild turkey. And, and we'd just go skate all day. And he, he would turn 18. The day he turned 18, the first thing we did after he picked us up was go to a gas station and he bought a porno mag. <laughs> and I was like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just truly 
a real Dahmer. He was a Dahmer type man. Like I think he killed people. He drove, he lived in Crete, Nebraska. And one time we went to his house. He's like, I got to go fucking pick something up for my cunt mom. And he lived on like a little farm type thing where we had to open a gate to his driveway, his long gravel driveway. He had two like squirrel skulls on the, <laughs> on the posts. And, and he goes, those aren't very big, goes, are they? No, tiny little squirrel skulls. And he goes, I fucking killed and skinned those. And I was like, and I was like, that's like what serial killers do. He lit. Okay, dude, he went, he shared a locker with my other buddies, Sean Sodders in high school, Lincoln high or um, Southeast. They shared a locker. He put in the locker, John Wayne Gacy. He just had printed out pictures of, of like five different serial killers. Come on. That's normal. That's what every kid has. Well, he thought it was funny. He thought it was so like funny because he shared it with another Sean and, and he never went to school. So Sean Sodders every day, everyone thought it was his locker. He got kicked out of school. I don't think he graduated because he had two shotguns and a sawed off shotgun in his fucking trunk. And he brought it in and put it in his fucking locker. That's and he legal. Was just like, you can bring guns to the high school. In Nebra- in Columbine, that's totally. But he was like, not going to yep. kill anybody. He just thought this shit was funny as fuck. It was Dahmer, dude. He was doing some Dahmer shit. This guy's a shock jock and I like his instincts. No, he was legit. He ended up going to the, like the crazy home for, I don't know. It's the three days because he put out like 20 cigarettes on his wrist and he jumped. He got, very, he got very racist. Like in his twenties, he got like jumped because he would just go up to people and yell the N word at them. Was he, he was like ironic? Literally a it Syrian, wasn't an ironic Syrian. Confederate no. flag in his car. No, 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 no. It was not. Ironic it wasn't just hindsight. slumming it to be hip. I'm telling you, it was Dahmer. Like it was like people say about Dahmer it was funny in the mall and doing funny pranks and stuff. And it's like, no, this dude was a sociopath. And we were kids. We were five years. I've never heard that he about Dahmer. He was hanging out with kids. Am I thinking of the wrong person? Dahmer. They just made a movie about him. Yeah, he was funny in high school. He did. He oh, did my a friend thing. Dahmer. Yeah, he did this thing in high school where he was like in the student council and he he got into every group photo, like the chess club, the this club. He They thought it was so funny that if he slipped into every photo and the teachers found out. And so what they did was black out his face instead of retake all the photos. And now in hindsight, there's this high school photo of all these people and Dahmer is in the middle and his face is blacked out because the teachers are mad at him. And it's ominous now after everything yeah those guys are my def- friend, always my friend sean pranksters always become serial killers but um uh-huh. <laughs> that's why everybody's laughing at impractical jokers now until they go on a mass shooting sp- that would be a practical joke hey, hey like- saul um hey saul grab a hey saul grab a gun and and shoot these people you gotta do it you gotta do it Oh man, I don't want to. I've never seen that show, but I've seen he's Pumped. Like, he's laughing as he's shooting. He's like breaking. BJ Novak going on a killing spree and Pumped. That would be cool. <laughs> We're shooting joke. up Justin Timberlake's um, din- dinner at this. Well, the new one at, is the kid ca- from at Earth Cafe things. on Melrose. Or, the kid, the kid missing the teeth from Stranger Things is on the new. He's the new host of Punked. He replaced Ashton. I've never seen Stranger Things. I don't understand why people would watch a show about children. 
with the fuck did we just watched an entire movie about children and a naked dead bodies and you all exclusively a movie's totally movie, different a movie's cool a movie's TV. a short um, tv show they're all the same bro a burrito's a big taco no it's not a burrito's a big enchilada no it's not <laughs> a movie take it a back small, a, a movie is a is a short tv show a blink 182 song is not a pop it's not a symphony <laughs> Yeah, it is. Whoa. Where are you? Am I still waiting? That's beautiful. That's a symphony, bro. What if they were ska kids? And it took I mean, place in like 1990. Whoever kind of was. 1996. What and they were Glover? wearing and they were wearing like bowling shoes. <laughs> yeah. They were wearing, yeah, they had like what are checkered like, fedoras and garage black and white check key a, a button up that has like piano keys like a work design. a blue collar shirt is that what they called it they would just wear like random blue collar shirts that fucking ska is so weird man checkered vans if you put any subculture into ska it's an instant joke but there's got to be other subcultures we should try ska no I was having this discussion about um, skate um, rollerbladers, inline skaters, like, you know, extreme skaters. It's lame. It's always been lame, like either skateboard or fucking BMX. It'll never not be lame. Inline skate or it's rollerblading is the fucking equivalent of ska. And Did it like, last? No, Did it's last. still going on. I have friends who are in their late thirties still trying to film parts for rollerblading. And I go, bro, no. Well, you live in Austin. That's like what you do. You rollerblade in your thirties, <laughs> and then you like have. Then you it's talk shit about your. Then you talk team. shit about your friend who rollerblades. <laughs> Who's about to show up, yeah. <laughs> and you're just like, "Fuck that guy. He's totally different than us. Oh, Literally man. does the exact same thing you do. You fucking idiots. <laughs> no, no, it's different. It's he's got a different passion." about it i don't understand why anyone people, would do stand up in austin it just seems like a complete no, waste of great, time dude no dude la's a waste of time new york's new york's probably a waste not of- as much of a no 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 probably not as not i'm talking specifically stand up um austin is and it's different now because it is such joe a Rogan. cliche anymore literally since la and new york moved here not just joe but yeah uh, the entire city is different. The vibe of the city is different. But when I was here in like, when I first moved here is like, dude, it was a weird, like this is going to whatever sound gay, but it was like a weird dome of creativity. The audiences are creative people. So like it just creates this city full of good entertainers of good musicians, good comedians, because the audience is, like also creative so they'll like be honest with you if it's bad and then hype you up if it's good if this makes any sense so austin austin is the only people would literally fly here for a weekend just to do a couple shows to get out of their fucking headliners and shit because it was such a fun and then you go party big city small town vibes it has big city vibes and it's a small town 
That's really rare for a big comedian to fly into a smaller city and practice stand up. No. Doesn't happen like, in fucking any uh, that never well, happens to I'm Chicago like or Philadelphia or Boston. No, I know, I know, but Ron White has like how this is why Joe Rogan moved here. This is why all these people moved here because it's dope ass. Also, um, property tax doesn't exist. So yeah, yeah. that's why you're doing it. <laughs> that's why I'm doing it. Look, Austin seems like I'm just saying Austin. Austin's a cool city, but if you're like at your level, what's the point? What level? <laughs> That's the point. What level am I at? Like, are you trying to get to... A, it's like you're not trying to get to a bigger level. Because right that's now. what LAP, LA people are like. That's the mindset, no, right? They think. They think. That, they think. Yeah, that is the mindset. They that's go, the so mindset. I got to get this five-minute set. I got to get five minutes, five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. What's five the point, minutes, Whatever. If you I got to get my late to- night set. And then they get these late nights. I'm longevity, bro. I'm going to be here in 20, 40 years. I'm still going to be doing i'm okay, gonna have okay. ups and downs but these la dudes when i lived there i got to a new they level were, they, were, they were roasting me for i mean it for the long haul they wanted to get 15 minutes they wanted to get their 15 minutes and then they worked on seven minutes got on conan and then got booked for 30 minutes and couldn't do 30 minutes because they only had seven minutes because they only focused on seven minutes for the last five years short term like it's oh. short term fame and i'm bitter because <laughs> I tried to do that too, and I didn't get it. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because it's not fun. And it's hard, it, and, and I, also I, the I other thing in LA, though, it's fun, and it's the only thing that I feel truly passionate about, and I feel good when I do it, whether I'm bombing or not. So it's so. not about the LA mindset of getting to the next level. That's just a a fool's errand. That's capitalism. Yeah, my next level is I want to be able to always be good at it. Like, I want to be able to just be funny 100% on stage. I want to get better at it. Personally. So you have a... You're, and I you, love it. And I don't want to taint it. And so, like, forcing myself to go out to mics and stuff is going to make me hate it. So I'm just yeah. not doing that. True. Also, I don't think I'll ever do a mic again. Forcing yourself to do to something do will make you hate it. Especially when it's fucking sta- jokes. Like but, um, this podcast, dude, if you weren't paying me $2,500 every Sunday to record this podcast, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, this is why we do it. We do it just to get better at podcasting. While we ramble about Austin comedy and not talk yeah. about the movie. Because <laughs> the movie is, look, it's a good movie. I know we keep doing good movies and it's hard to talk about good movies because there's enough said. Do you think... Keanu should have got shot at the end, though. Oh, yeah. So this scene, this is a they're trying to make the movie more dramatic. So they have Tim get the gun from Dennis Hopper. And then he shows up and he's like, I'm yeah, going to kill you, Keanu. Is to get the gun to kill his brother. Because his brother's a betray- a betrayer. And it's like this rang to me like it was inspired by Rebel Without a Cause. There's um, James Dean is in that. And then. Sal Minio plays like a younger kid who's like his friend who's like Mexican and has problems. And at the end of the movie, he has a gun and he goes, he gets like the cops riled up and then the cops shoot him. So this just kind of felt like Rebel Without a Cause. It um, felt like a lot of things. It felt, it felt like, like a, a movie. It felt like a fake yeah, movie because like this is obviously trope. didn't happen in real life and it just kind of felt like a plot thing. But I do kind of like when the cops show up and they all. They find that Dennis Hopper killed John 
I also want to talk a couple little things I want to talk about about John that I love. I love the scene where he's reading to his aunt, his grandma, his Anto. Oh, yeah. Awesome scene. He's all. He really makes him feel like a believable character. Oh, yeah. I love the houses in this movie. I love the interiors. Well, his I, I love- weirdness that that like made his weirdness more tangible. It's like, OK, we saw your home life. That's weird. It's just fuck. great. Of characters. course, you're going to be a killer. Yeah. These are just great fun great cast. And it's like, it's disturbing. I'm not like freaked out about it or anything, but it's just like, it's a really. You scared? Interesting. It's just a, it's just an entertaining movie to watch. Um, yeah. It's very natural feeling. And the, but not, the, no, it's, not enough nudity. It's weaknesses are all in the main plotting and like, the speeches by the teacher, because then there's the teacher's speeches are contrasted with this like conservative, like 80s Reagan kid who's like, yeah. Don't you think it's like Kevin. morally wrong or whatever? And he's like, You know, you get self righteous indignation. Shut up, Kevin. <laughs> Just shut up, Kevin. But what I felt from that scene was that the he was saying the teacher and the kid were the the same. It was like the flip side of the same coin, like the the hippies were just self-righteous. They basically were like 80s Christians, like 80s yeah. Michael J. Fox types on um, Family Ties or whatever. Like they were the new, like Reaganites were. And he says that also when the teacher says like, well, what happened? We all became CEOs, yada, yada, yada. We started companies. We sold out. So he's he's saying we and I'm like, bro, you're a teacher. You're getting 20 grand a year, bro. You did not sell out. <laughs> You missed but the also, buzz, bro. <laughs> there's a few things that happened. I mean, w- the big thing is that, like, the hippies, they got everybody on drugs. And it's like, well, then the Hell drugs yeah. fucked everything up. No, it's but like, who made the drugs that the hippies were on? The fucking CIA. LSD? Sure, sure, sure. There's a lot of money in drugs. and Everybody's doing drugs. Drugs are tight. I'm going to do something right now. The hippie thing was just like they're most of them were just trying to get laid. Like their protest didn't do shit. They didn't stop a fucking war. No protest has done shit. Other than MLK, there's a few major ones. And that didn't do shit until he got killed. The Pentagon Papers stopped the war. When it was revealed that the CIA July 6th, when our heroes bombarded our tyrannical government on July on January 6th. When heroes, when our American heroes bombarded our capital, those the are the new protest, hippies. nothing changed. We still got old Sleepy Joe in there. Yo, call me crazy. I think Donald Trump is the new punk rock. That's my hot take. He, so we went from being hippies to CEOs. We're all CEOs now. And now we're going back. Now we're MAGA. Now the CEOs are, are going to, to becoming punks. What if Donald Trump rock? killed a girl? <laughs> He's like, I raped and strangled this girl. And then all his kids were like, he's definitely John. And they're like, oh shit, what do we do? I think I felt something when I saw her die. I guess grab her by the pussy. Let's go get a cuff Eve. And uh... that's an SNL. That should be SNL's opening sketch with the new cast. Oh, Alec Baldwin literally did that. Wait, he literally did that. And he played Trump. He shot an SNL all the time. He shot two people. I shot a girl. Are we going to do another take? 
he didn't even do it during a take. He said he he did it like after a take, like he was like joking around. He just pointed the gun. It was like For real? bang, bang. Yeah, that's why he's in trouble. Oh, that's why. Well, he wasn't they doing. Weren't, they it. weren't filming. It's like you shot her. He was playing with a gun. That's literally <laughs> like what they tell you not to do is don't play with guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't play don't with guns. Throw, don't throw loaded guns and don't fucking play with them. You know anybody that got? I I know one. Friend's, when you have an empty gun, you're went, supposed to treat it like it's loaded. When you just treat a gun like it's something that could easily murder anybody in a split second. Fucking dinguses! I got one right now up my ass. You ever get a cap gun? They don't sell those anymore, do they? No. Those are the shit. They they hardly sell Nerf. Now they have like dope Nerf guns. Oh, so we find out that Feck didn't even have bullets in the in the gun the whole time until John. So John just murdered, like he just broke the seal. He murdered that girl right out the gate. And then now he just doesn't give a fuck. He's showing up to school. He's not even bragging about it. He's just like, yeah, I killed a girl. I killed her. That's like not bragging. He's just like factually no, stating what? stuff. You're joking. You're weird. You're weird, John. Uh and then he just breaks in. He just start. He's like just stealing beer. He's about to fucking kill. The, he pulls a gun on the cash register guy. He just go. He's just done with it. He felt alive. He, does, he said he, he never felt more alive in his life than when he killed the girl. Doing whatever he wants. He's, psych, he's, a, he's a psychopath. Yeah. Socio or psycho? And I'd say socio. Dennis, Hop, Dennis Hopper is like, you didn't love her, man. Because when he killed this chick, he that he's so good, dude, in the confession, or when he's like talking to the cops, the very final scene or whatever. He didn't love so her, man. Good. He's in the hospital. He was, he's so great. I don't like killing Pete the whole time. He was great. Yeah. What a tragic story, too. He just fell off his motorcycle and lost his legs, and his homies just drove past. <laughs> and, they, and then the ambulance ran the leg over. He doesn't even have a cool, like, PTSD and he had a beer. Vietnam vet or whatever. He just was like a fucking drunk. He just got in a drunk driving accident with bad friends that left him. He's in a and cool the ambulance ran over the fucking leg. <laughs> and he had a beer can. He was like, I wonder if there's any beer in that can. Man. It feels pretty real. It feels like I I'll tell you as an alcoholic that I I think about that shit all the time. Like I'll see something that's fucked up. Did I tell you I saw a crackhead get hit by a car? No. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, I did in the group text. I was at Goodwill um buying a a plant pot, a pot for my plants. And I was walking to my car and I just happened to look. This was the day I was like I feel like I'm on a come up in the text. And I was literally like 20 feet away. I was going to cross the same street. This dude was turning left while this crackhead was crossing the street. Fucking clocks her, dude. She goes seven to eight feet. I'm not even exaggerating. She flew seven to eight feet. She, it was, it looked like she got tackled. Don't be sarcastic. She, I've never seen this before. Her shoulder and her head hit before the rest of her body on the cement. Like she went boink and just flipped over halfway and immediately stood up and she goes, what the fuck, man? I had the right away. And I was like, that is some crackhead shit. She just bounced right back. This dude clocked her though. What did he it do? It could have been me. He pulled up, he pulled over and then they started talking. And I saw there was what kind of guy witness, was he old white dude in a nice SUV. 
He had files. He had his paperwork. He brought his paperwork over. They were in a fucking file. Not it's like, okay, I box. almost killed you. What's exchange information? Well, yeah, he was ready to go. Like, this wasn't the first time. This is going to be hell in my insurance premiums. He killed her, crackhead. He had his agent in the car. He was ready to go. She came out. Helen came out. <laughs> Hi, I'm Helen. I'm his insurance agent. What a shitty driver. Yeah, old people shouldn't drive. He's probably 60. Not even that old. Whoops. Boink. I killed a crackhead. You want to see? Shows all his 60 year old friends. <laughs> That's the thing, though. It There's like a dead crackhead crack in, that... in an alleyway. <laughs> uh, and There's a movie. In turn, is There's Glover a... trying to cover it up? Crispin Glover. Bro, what There's the a... fuck? Just go home. There's a story about a guy or a woman who hit a homeless man and he went and got stuck in her windshield. Yeah, and she drove home and let him die. He would have survived if she would have called the cops. I've, she yeah. let him die for like two days. So people in the, in the fucking garage. When someone dies and like this shit happens and it's secret, it's it drives people oh. crazy and they don't know what to do. This was pretty yeah. public, though. I mean, literally, the movie starts with a child. He's screaming over the river, the river's edge. He's screaming. He's like doing a weird autistic thing. So what's the and moral of the story? What did we learn? Don't talk shit. She wouldn't have died if she wouldn't have talked shit. Talking shit. She was talking shit. She got choked. Interesting lesson, Ryan. Maybe you could Don't learn talk that. Shit. That's why I'm saying. That's why I said to my friends, I said, we we're just talking shit, guy. I want this to be public because if it's public, we ain't talking shit. As an alcoholic, you you're only an alcoholic if you hide your drinking. Well, it's like I tell if people someone talks shit. If someone talks shit, don't strangle them. No, just don't talk shit. You won't get strangled if you don't talk shit. Ratings. I give it four. I'll do four. I'd, I'd probably do four and a half, four, four and a quarter. It's good. It's River's Edge. It's great, great soundtrack. Great. I will say, 80s I, will, metal. I will agree. It is a little kind of it's because it is so um they do such a good job of being like oh these are real kids these are real people it is kind of monotonous or kind of slow because they don't have all these histrionic melodramatic mm -hmm. arcs not everybody's like oh this one's gonna be a dancer this one's gonna be yeah yeah we don't even know, you know the, this the and that and like <laughs> they're kind of like some of them just kind of leave the movie like that one girl she just kind of leaves. Well, or and that the guy, one or they show up when the they, truck, the truck guy that they, yeah, this, he worked at the thing. He's just in it for, they, they come, they take his truck. He loses his job. That's kind of a cool edit where he's like, what do you, what am I? Yeah. What am I just going to leave my job and lose it? And then it cuts to him driving them. And then he's just gone. Cause they think he's the one that called the cops, but that's it. They just talk about him after he's just not in the movie ever again. So the teacher's in it twice. Don't if you're look, if your buddy we didn't even talk about Crispin Glover, like what his idiotic mission is, but he's, it's he's just like manic. Everything he says is hilarious. Yeah, it's so fucking good. And it, and I wanted to not like it right out the gate. I was like, bro, you're going a little over the top. But then the next scene I see, I'm like, oh, I see you now. I see it. It's he can't deal with it. It's like Everybody's processing it differently. Yeah. 
He's so, made it. It's a cool, it's a cool premise for a movie. It's kind of like Stand by Me, which is interesting. That came out like right after, oh, where really? they see a dead body. You know, so this I, was I an, this was that a, as like a early early eighties. This was eighty six, right? Yeah, Stand by Me is like eighty seven. Oh. Yeah, but so anyway, I gotta an go. Influential movie. It's just it was part of the zeitgeist. Okay, I'll give it four or seven five. Four point. I give it four. It's good. That's the end of the episode. God's good, y'all. Hey, stay blessed. Stay humble. Proof. Proof is don't talk. Don't talk shit, but just maybe do a little hint at it when your buddy comes in. Don't talk shit, but you're gonna talk shit. You're gonna get choked. Peace. Peace.